welcome uh, to web3 with the amrit nice to have you here nice to be here how are you i'm i'm super good how are you how have you been and uh, just letting everyone know uh, amrit doesn't do a lot of twitter spaces uh, as he said like you know this is one of his third or fourth in one year's time so we are quite blessed to see amrit here uh yeah it's my third one actually i, I previously i've just done two where i was the speaker so yeah <laughs> nice thanks thank you for uh doing this with us amrit um where are you right now what are you doing uh i'm in delhi right now i'm actually like just finishing up a few toy faces for india art fair so had a very productive day uh, made like uh, finished a lot of stuff awesome 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 uh so anyone who does not know amrit amrit is a very popular nft uh, visual artist who also makes nft toys or non fungible toys as he likes to call them um he has two separate uh, universe in in itself one one is toy faces and toy rooms and uh, there is a hell lot of permutation combination on what he does with uh, toy faces and toy rooms so i want to ask uh, you amrit like you know how did you get into like you know designing these toys or like you know what's like you also told me like you know when you were a kid uh, you really like these toys so like what's the what's the beginning story what's the origin story uh yeah sure so uh basically like toy faces started as a non nft project back in 2020 where all i kind of wanted to do was uh make like a digital library of uh, avatars that people can license and use in their own design so that's what it started with and the idea behind uh, like using toys was just like uh as a kid i used to collect a lot of toys especially gi joes and uh, what not so uh it started with that and uh, it was simple like i just wanted to create like you know 20 faces that people can just put in their designs especially like product designers because uh, i was a product designer for like 7 years so i had a personal use of like these avatars where you know i didn't wanted to put stock images especially uh, like they weren't in a diverse enough and they were very boring so i just wanted to create like something i can use in them in my designs and i also licensed them out but uh, so it, like when i finished it, uh, it 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 like looked pretty good to me so i thought maybe i'll also offer doing portraits and stuff and i launched it on a website called product hunt so it kind of went viral from there and uh, so one year i was just doing a lot of toy faces and custom portraits and a lot of designers uh, globally and a lot of tech people globally kind of commissioned me to make these toy faces so uh, uh, this was before nfts right so uh, people were putting it as their pfp on twitter so it was kind of like a pfp project before nfts and it uh, that kind of made it like quite famous and when finally i got tired of doing commissioned portraits uh, i like put everything on a wait list and i was like okay let's see what i have to, what i should do with toy faces and one month after that i found nfts and yeah that was a different journey <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome so um so 
tell i i know a little bit about like you know your previous project because me did research uh, this was pre nfts how many layers of like you know how many templates of these toys did you create because it's an extensive list and i want to know like you know how much it has grown over a period of time uh sure so <laughs> so like initially i started with like i just wanted to create eight toy faces okay and i was about to upload it on like a marketplace like invato or creative market but when i finished the first uh, eight toy faces i just thought it's like it looks good so probably i should sell it from my website rather than putting on a marketplace so uh, and i could see like i can make like a system out of it i can create more so then i created around 50 and i launched the initial library with just 50 toy faces and uh, uh, that was quite well received like i had like yeah i don't even know like around 1000 downloads in like within first few days uh it was like when i started the library was 20 dollars uh, now it's 70 it's still there because i just thought that's good for just the toy face brand you know people using it and putting it everywhere and uh and the custom portrait part was just like a small thing uh very after thought when i was launching it i just thought about it like 5 minutes before i like i'll do 10 custom portraits and that should be like it and you know maybe add those portraits to the library but uh that kind of went even bigger like uh, that went viral and it was a bit bigger than the license itself like i had like a 2 300 orders within the first few hours and uh back then i was doing them for 20 dollars then i changed it to 50 uh then eventually i changed it to 100 and then i closed it but before i closed it i kind of made 2000 toy faces so it was like a full on pfp project before uh, nft all done like by hand <laughs> wow 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 that's that's super cool right like so you <laughs> you how much how many uh, custom orders did you expect yeah so uh, basically like it started with you know i had to do those 100 and like uh, like within the first day i got like around 300 orders and then uh, eventually like google also asked me to do like 120 toy faces for their team there are a lot of companies like a lot of tech companies who asked for it so uh, i did 2000 custom toy faces <laughs> Wow. Oh my god. That's <laughs> so <laughs> So see I think uh, like you know just living in India uh, doing a work custom for like $20 we honestly think like you know I mean let's just go back 2 years right like it's a big deal right like getting something done custom for it's it's not a bad thing right like but I uh, you got like 300 400 2000 orders it's it's quite commendable right like so did you uh, what was your reaction like you know because this probably was going viral even before nfts right like these brands are reaching out to you create for our employees what was your, like were you in euphoria or like you know you're like oh okay i have to do this here what was going on in your life uh, yeah like see before this i've kind of launched like 13 other things on product hunt right some of them were like moderate success but nothing comes close to this so i was like definitely in a euphoria 
and what was happening was like everybody was just putting it on the like you know uh, as their twitter profile i think pandemic has just like kicked in so people just wanted like a digital representation or something and uh, you know like really important people were putting it out so i just like uh, couldn't stop it only like that's why it took me like 2000 and then i was like i'll like stop even at 2000 there was like i remember like ola's ceo wanted one and i was like no i want to break <laughs> but then eventually i ended up making one so uh, yeah it was just like that right word of mouth and just like really important talented people using it as their profile picture kind of like uh, pushed me to do it and uh, yeah like when i started you know there were a lot of people who were like why are you charging 20 dollars for it you can charge more but the share volume it was just like a legit like you know it was uh, like a legit business uh, and uh, like i had never mind sharing numbers so i remember like with toy faces library and the portrait itself mm-hmm. before nfts i was able to kind of make like uh, 100000 dollars just out of this like library so uh, like that's why i like just kept doing it and it was also like kind of uh, bringing me a lot of other work so i got like some really interesting projects after that uh, as a 3d illustrator so that was also a lot of fun this podcast was possible because of our sponsors, Brave and Unstoppable Domains. More about them next. Crypto scams are like box of chocolates. You never know which one you're gonna get. Especially if you're using a crypto wallet, which is a browser extension. You run the risk of attacks like phishing scams, account spoofing, data leaks, and theft. The best way to avoid getting attacked is using Brave Wallet. Brave Wallet is the first secure crypto wallet built directly into a browser, so no extensions required. With Brave Wallet, you can buy, store, send, and swap assets. You can even manage your portfolio and NFTs all in one place. Whether you're new to crypto or a seasoned pro, it's time to switch to Brave Wallet. Download Brave at brave.com slash web3 with D and click the wallet icon to get started. You know what's the worst part about crypto? These long and complex wallet addresses. They can get so confusing. I know, you hate them too. What if I told you I replaced my long wallet address with dhirajshah.nft? Yeah, that's my name. All thanks to Unstoppable Domains, they're the number one providers of NFT domains. With Unstoppable Domains, you don't have to worry about renewal fees because you get to keep your NFT domain forever. You can get an NFT domain as well, maybe a .crypto, .nft.x or something else. Go to unstoppabledomains.com right now and get your NFTs for as low as $5. Before Toy Faces, were you freelancing? Were you working somewhere? Did you change your job to just do this full time? Hello. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I've been working as a pro- like I started working as a brand designer, then pivoted to motion design, and then pivoted to product for the longest time. So uh, back in 2018, I was working as a head of design for a fintech company, uh, doing financial products, very different from what I do right now. And uh, before that, I had my studio where I was like making my own apps and doing client work. So I've had have had a variety of experience uh, doing like a lot of stuff like branding for restaurants, making storybook apps, uh, making card games, 
and uh, in 2018 i just uh, in like it was the starting of 2019 so i just got a bit tired of the startup ecosystem and uh, wanted to take a break um, and see what i want to do so uh, that's when i kind of started focusing on these digital assets as a passive income thing and i also did like a card game around that time uh, and till the pandemic started like 2020 i was just doing a lot of 3d stuff and that's where i kind of like uh, to make use of like staying at home and just doing 3d illustrations all the time nice 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 uh, okay so uh, before i ask the next question i just want to say hi to our listen- listeners rahul snow plutonium trupti scorsese kd yashika amit madhuri uh, and all of you guys uh, if you are enjoying this conversation or like you know just reshare it and uh, let others know that like we are talking to amrit and uh, i'm sure like you know a lot of us can learn Uh, a lot about uh, from this conversation so it will be quite helpful if you can like you know share reshare it and let others know just want to say hi to kunal as well so amrit tell me about early days little amrit little boy amrit uh, uh, were you into art as a kid as well and like you know what were your first remembrance of art or like most iconic uh, things you've been drawing uh yeah sure yeah obviously like you know like all the illustrators here I, as a kid i used to doodle a lot uh, i think like um, first experience of like animation or doodle would be like watching lion king uh, i still remember like the opening of lion king that was like something which has like over the years just uh, stuck by me so uh, it started from that and then i used to just doodle a lot in my books and uh, in my notebooks and uh, Uh, i think in uh, like school like i used to uh, do doodles for the school magazine like matlab it sounds more sophisticated than <laughs> it was <laughs> but uh, like it, it was fun like i was just doing like a little bit illustrations on environment and all that so it, that kind of like uh, started my interest with it and then there was like i would design like reports and websites so i was also like always a very uh, nerdy artist so like like digitally nerdy artist so i would play around with photoshop i remember since like i was in 9th or 8th grade uh and even like worked on a few websites like all city stuff like you know it's nothing uh important but just like having fun so i uh, like it i had a lot of time to you know just be bad and then learn so <laughs> yeah that's the thing right you learn by doing so you ended up doing so many things it's it's a good it's good in a way and how are you as a student like how were your grades <laughs> they were like very average like 60 70 like nothing special it was only till college when i like in design college suddenly i was like oh i can be a good student but before that it was just like torture <laughs> nice, nice and i think uh, a lot of um like you know creative people can feel this way because uh, this is just from my experience uh, no data but like a lot of uh, people in school they struggle a lot but like when they find a field in college uh, they're like hey yeah man this makes sense my life starts making sense i didn't need to do the math <laughs> anymore but sometimes you still have to do it anyway uh, amrit tell me your transition from like you know product on toy faces custom artwork 
two NFTs. How did that happen? What was your uh, uh, like moment when you realized NFT the thing? The, the moment where like, I I need to. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. So, uh, like, so it was I think in January twenty twenty. Twenty twenty one, when like somebody messaged me on Twitter that oh, toy faces could be fun as NFTs, and I just like at that time googled uh, NFTs and it was like some token shit, and I was like, okay, I don't understand this. I was like, okay, I'll check it out later. And then I was just like, one week down the line, I was just listening to this podcast of like some motion designers like talking to each other, and one of them was Beeple, and he had made like one sale, not like the big one. So they were just talking about that, and I was like, okay, this sounds interesting. So and then um, then I got another message on Twitter that oh, you should make a you should make like a toy face into NFT or something. And her name is Lily. She uh, she she was a designer at Zora, so she wasn't pitching Zora as such, but she was just telling me that oh, NFTs, you know, are cool. You should try it out. So. I asked her if she can like kind of show me uh, how it works and everything, and uh, she showed it, and I was like, okay, let's do this. And uh, I even asked like I couldn't buy ETH from any of the exchanges, so I asked her for some ETH. So like I never uh, like she just gave me some ETH to mint my artwork. So like I, I actually never bought any ETH from Fiat ever till now. So. Uh, and uh, yeah, like so, I minted. Uh, I was going to mint like an abstract artwork, but just last moment, I just thought, okay, maybe I'll put toy faces instead because abstract say, you know, it's very hard to distinguish yourself and all that. So yeah, I just like minted my Frida uh, toy face uh, on Zora and like tweeted about it. And some people who kind of knew me from the toy face commissions, uh, especially like Mike who owns my genesis uh, so he was like one of the early bidders on it and uh, just and like a lot of people from my clients or like tech community who kind of knew me a bit and they were into nfts so they started bidding and uh, around that time foundation also just started so i put like a van gogh toy face there uh, at the same time, uh, so uh, Zora auction was not timed, so it was just offers. Uh, but Wango was timed, and a lot of people thought that was my genesis. So I had to make clear that Frida is my genesis. But both of them started getting like really big offers. So those were like my first two NFTs, and um, I think they sold for like 3.9 and 3.7. So that was huge. I had no idea what was going on, uh, and then I took like the whole year to figure out what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me, tell me this, right? Like from twenty dollars to three point nine. Uh, I mean, I'll just take a conversion of like right now. That's like eleven thousand uh, dollars, or maybe like one year back it would be like I don't know six or seven thousand. How was that? Like how was that? Like how did you feel when you started seeing these bids come in? So uh, like see, like I was in a very comfortable position when uh, I started NFTs. So uh, it was like till first four or five months, it wasn't like, oh, I want to do this full time. It was only after like, you know, uh, I think June, July, where I felt, okay, now I can do this full time. So I was just kind of still looking around what's going on and but again, like with toy faces, right, like uh, doing those commissions versus making a toy face where I get to like fully express what I want to do and like have full freedom. 
uh, and just like somebody buying it for art that was like insane to me and it definitely took me like a like 10 more toy fairs to realize what's going on that's just crazy that's just crazy so that's cool that's cool so what like you know what are your initial days of like you know nft ecosystem like you know how was tell us a little bit like you know how the nft ecosystem was um who were popular artists like you know what were you thinking like you know did you think you could make it in this industry or like you know become a part integral part of this industry What, what were your initial thoughts uh yeah i mean like so i started in feb right so uh, even when i started the people didn't make that big sale which kind of got in nfts to the mainstream so before that i remember a bunch of artists i was like talking to and uh, we all started around that time and foundation as a platform started around that time where i kind of minted most of my artwork uh like in terms of artist i remember lerona started around that time uh, so he used to talk uh, mark sabibi started around that time uh who else uh, there were a lot of people in feb i think like uh, savage dogs was also around that time so uh, i like you know i we kind of just knew each other because we we were like the uh, people were kind of doing pfp projects but pfp project wasn't a thing back then and it, and it was not generative so it was like everybody was doing it like one by one so uh, so it was quite interesting and uh, and just to see like space uh, this whole space evolved is like crazy because i remember in february everybody was like oh you shouldn't put like more than three artworks uh, in a month and you know you have to make that scarcity kind of a thing and then like two three months down the line everybody's like putting 10000 nfts out and nobody cares about the scarcity so uh, that already shifted uh, board ape was also afterwards like uh, i actually had a board ape <laughs> let's not talk about that <laughs> let, let, let's talk about that <laughs> So what do guys do by the board? I mean, if you really don't want to talk about, I will not, right? No, no, I'm all, I'm all chill. Like, yeah, like NFT <laughs> has been kind to me, so it's almost like a joke now. So, <laughs> I will tell us about your board ape story, right? Like, so I would like to hear. So, what price did you buy the board ape at? So, uh, I bought it point two. <laughs> oh, you minted it. No, no it was it was like after mint or something what was your genius moment when you were like shit i flipped it for how much x so <laughs> so what happened was like the only thing which interested me uh, about board apes was like a lot of people were putting as uh, like putting it as their profile picture right Hmm. and that only happened with punk before and it was just look it looked like you know, there is a community thing going on so that's why i collected it but then for the longest time there was nothing like you know nothing happened like 2 3 weeks but not the longest time but you know 2 3 weeks like nothing really happened and it was like my first pfp thing and i just thought you know like let's just sell it so i sold it at 0.5 <laughs> nice <laughs> you got bored of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no <fun. laughs> 
but uh, honestly like it like obviously it taught me a lot after that i had like cool cats doodles i would buy multiple keep a few so you know it was like a learning thing i had to go through and it's always like you know people say oh now it's 100 each but i'm sure i would have sold it on 10 or 20 yeah. so like yeah <clears throat> yeah because that's the thing right like you you have a certain goal in your mind and if that is what makes you happy then why not right like so i bought cool cats at like 64 dollars i bought like 10 12 of them and when they were like double i sold two i'm like holy shit i've doubled my money right like that's a big <laughs> flex right and then it went on to like point 2 i'm like very cool very cool then it went to point 5 like holy shit this is the best thing ever from 64 dollars to point 5 eat i am going to buy more of these um different pfp projects and i'm going to do it right like i thought i'm the smartest person ever so i sold a lot at point 5 right like so yeah i ended up with just keeping 3 and now i'm down to 2 the last one was a good deal i sold at a local top at uh 16 something but uh, like you know there is no <laughs> right answer there is no wrong answer uh, absolutely so, I, i feel as long as you are selling it in a, on a profit it's good like you have to you should be happy because uh, so i also minted five and i sold uh, four of them when like well, first three on one eth and then on two eth or something and then i still have one left so yeah i got smarter after that for sure <laughs> Very cool, very cool. Hey, you know, I want to go a little back uh, because you were talking how uh-huh. pace is was different, and like you know, I want to hear the conversation about scarcity because I don't think I've ever had this conversation with an artist before, right? Like because mm, uh, all of us talk a lot about scarcity, right? Like there are trades, there is rarity, there is this, there is that, and like initial days when you were saying like you know, oh, let's not do more than. Uh, Three NFTs per month, right? Like that conversation. Obviously, ten uh, k PFP projects just fucked the entire conversation. <laughs> But like, uh, what do you think as an artist uh, about scarcity? And like, how has your opinion uh, changed over a period of time? See, like honestly, like I feel like you know, it's. Uh, I was just tweeting about it. Uh, I don't think anybody should tell anyone what to do. So, uh, and it's just a very new world. So, anybody kind of claiming to understand what's going on is just like you know, bullshitting. So, uh, yeah, like if the artist wants to create a hundred artworks and. drop them great if you want to do one in like one year that's also okay you know like it just it's just your pace and what you are comfortable with personally i just thought you know i just don't want people to be bored ki matlab every day if i'm doing a toy phase then like uh, nobody would care although like a project like announced dow every day the new announced dow and people do care so you know it's just about like i think just personally you should be excited about creating art and dropping it uh, because people can tell right if you are not at least that's what i think so so i just like went ahead with that so whenever i was excited about something i, I would do it and initially obviously like, i was super excited I, like so i i like i remember february may only i dropped a, like five six at least because uh, i remember like after frida and van gogh the daft punk toy faces happened which like were mind blowing i had no idea that was going to happen and that's the kind of intro to like all these whales uh, a kind of bidding on my work and everything so um <laughs> So uh, yeah so what happened at uh, daft punk uh, toy faces 
so it was like the day the band kind of announced that they uh, split up and there were like a few artists uh, uh, who were doing Daft Punk artwork. I remember Archangel was also creating one and uh, we were just talking and I was like, oh, I'm also making one. So I, I I made like two toy faces and I was like, you know, like one collector can just buy them and unite them uh, on the like on the blockchain. So uh, I wasn't expecting the reaction it had. Like a lot of people were like really interested. It's like, I still get messages about Daft Punk that they are like their favorite, <laughs> like our uh, toy faces. So, uh, and there were like a lot of bits. So they, and they were like a lot of wheels collected it. I remember 888 had a bid. I, I don't know, like, I think any, anybody I knew was collecting on a higher price point. Everybody kind of made a bid on that one. And yeah, it went for seven and eight ETH. And I think that's when kind of like foundation team also reached out because they were also looking at the like, you know, randomly what is happening with this like uh, unknown artist or a new artist, like uh, suddenly they're like getting these big bits. So yeah, that was, a, uh, that was insane. Like that day, I remember <laughs> it was like, it was hard to calibrate after that, you know, like what to do, what, how to price things, yeah. <laughs> Okay, and uh, how much did it end up selling for? Uh, so like one went for seven and the other one went for eight. So total my 15. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So how, how do these conversations with all these platforms change, right? Like because when you start out, they're like, hey, yeah, you're whoever. We don't really care about you. We won't even promote your work or whatever, right? Like, because this is what um, nowadays, at least, this is what is happening with a lot of artists. Because there is, uh, there are a lot of artists, right? So a big mm-hmm. deal happens. Like, how do your relations with all these platforms change? Like, you know, Foundation is reaching out to you. Um, maybe Zora is reaching out to you again. Super rare. This, these, that, guys, right? Like, tell about like you know your relationship with these platforms. So, uh, I mean, see, I, it's uh, it's not like super black or white, uh, at least when if you, I'm talking about foundation, because I got my invite from foundation itself. So, you know, like they were nice uh, even then, but obviously like talking about somebody from the team reaching out, that was after the sale, because I think like, you know, marketplace also wants like to see like, who kind of can prove themselves or have like sales or whatever. So I understand that part. I don't have like any hard feelings around it. but uh, yeah, like uh, definitely these marketplaces, like uh, when I started, right, a lot of people were like, should I put on OpenSea? Should I put on Foundation? Should I put on, like, should I apply for Superior and wait for it? So in my experience, I just noticed that, you know, like marketplaces are never going to really push the artwork unless you have made a few sales and then you might not even need that kind of pushing. So uh, it, it's up to you. So, you know, like no matter what the marketplace is, unless it's like a very shady random marketplace, don't go for that. But if you pick on like a, you know, like a rep, like a well-known marketplace and you can just do that without, like you don't need the marketplace to market uh, or like you don't need to wait for the marketplace to market your artwork because they are not going to till you reach a certain threshold or whatever. So uh, for me, like what happened, like when I was selling on foundation, I also got accepted on super air. And when I'm entered on super air, I could just see no difference, right? So I was like, I already have this like following on foundation. Why not just focus on that platform? So uh, like, 
right now also like uh, i just use super air to do commission art, like uh, mint commission artworks and i don't really do drops on super air there was only one malala toy face i did on super air after that i've just uh, stuck to foundation because uh, like i just realized you know like these marketplaces won't do much i kind of need to uh, push it uh but later on obviously like i got close to the foundation team uh, even did like a launch collection with them uh, but i think that comes much later before that it's just you pushing your artwork and i really pushed it like uh, i was tweeting about it i was messaging people i was networking not spamming but uh, i was pretty active about it <clears throat> very cool very cool um one more i mean obviously i'm asking questions right like so um, <laughs> question <laughs> um what do you like as an nft artist right what is your role do you see in this ecosystem of like let's say a, a collector an artist or uh, like even a speculator right like because you have collectors buying and you have speculators buying so you as a person who's heading a project which is toy faces or like the universe of toys right like toy world mm-hmm. world toy room toy faces right like so w- what is your role in this ecosystem uh i mean like see honestly like i am kind of just taking it uh, like um, uh, one art work at a time i don't really think a lot on the grand picture because i just feel like it's just every day the landscape is changing right and that's why i haven't done a 10k pfp project because uh, it was just something not for me and i am not sure about the utilities right now i am not sure about the metaverse angle i get bored in every metaverse after 15 minutes so you know i am just waiting for uh, like to find something i resonate with and then take that action till then for me it's mostly like working on my community doing art like artwork one by one and uh, and yeah like but obviously i've built the toy brand because that's the kind of art i like and mostly all my collections are going to start with like toy blank something so uh, that's what i've been doing and i think i just like uh, and i've also like started collecting a lot because i really uh, i am here for the long term and uh, i do like i see a lot of talented people and it's really hard not to bid on their artwork so and i love curation and that's something i want to explore beyond just being an artist and i think like for curation i first need to understand how to collect and all that so i've been doing that and just like working on you know community and just existing in the space like uh, sharing my like whatever i understand about the space and helping everyone out yeah awesome 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 that's a that's a, i think that's a fair take right like because no one knows what's going to happen right and again you don't have to be first to do things right like there is no race right like you'd rather do something when you understand it than like just end up doing random things that makes sense so um amrit tell me like you know you said about like growing your community again uh, this is again there is no right answers to it but like you know what is your method to do it and like what is the advice you want to give other artists who are trying to like you know grow their community because honestly even before nfts because you built a nice community with like all these people loving and supporting your work your transition into nfts was smoother 
as well right like this is what i think so what wh- what did you do even pre nft or post nft to build your community and is it becoming easier with nfts to build uh, for an artist to build communities uh, yeah sure so uh, see i mean like i'll try to have some actionable items because i understand if i talk all high level stuff like nobody will find it useful uh but honestly like it starts from just being genuine in what you are genuinely interested in so for example i'm like a bit introvert so that's why i don't do a lot of twitter spaces and uh, that's why like i don't do reels or like videos of me talking like i've had like a lot of people ask uh, like or like domestica or skillshare they ask me to do like tutorials and stuff around nfts but i just like don't want to do that kind of stuff so i've just uh, like kind of uh, um i'm sticking to things i like and i can do for a long time because i think that's what is important right anything you pick you need to do it for a, like you have to be consistent at it so like if you are picking like making reels or making vlogs and if you don't really enjoy them you won't last long like you know you have to kind of pick to like whatever you're comfortable with and i'm sure like every artist is comfortable with something it could be a process video or sharing their thoughts or just sharing their artwork you know that kind of stuff so uh, i started with that only and it has always been like that so uh, with, when i started with nfts i noticed twitter is like a much interesting platform than instagram because instagram is like you post an artwork everybody comments and the conversation dies it's like you know they like it and that's it but uh, twitter was very conversational plus you get to share a lot of your thoughts and what you think uh and i think from like my community that has kind of like really uh, that has helped uh, building my community like just sharing like you know my experiences within the space or my thoughts or random song lyrics or something and uh, that's what i have kind of like uh, just done over and over again you know whatever i like and also i've been genuinely interested in other people uh, people's artwork so uh, you know people can tell like even from a comment you understand this comment is just because they want to like engage with other people but then there are like comments where they are looking for a conversation they are reaching out even if they are, they need help or whatever but it's a proper conversation so i think being genuine in that sense is really important uh, to make your community plus obviously like uh there are a lot of people who are like you know you shouldn't chill you shouldn't do that but i will just be honest i chilled a lot <laughs> like i was just chilling all the time like not like i would not chill on twitter threads so much because i understand like you know after a time you understand that this is not a genuine thread but whenever i see a genuine collector doing a thread i would chill there i would dm people i think would like my work i've never been you know like i have like always dropped a message uh, tried to start conversation with people i thought uh, they were in, like you know whoever i was interested in it could be a fellow artist also it was not just always collectors or i also come from a product design background so if somebody was making a cool web3 product i would talk to them and that's how the you know whole the like community and networking kind of helped so it's just like i've genuine i've genuinely been interested within like the web3 space the nft the collection part the art part so uh, i think that's what has like uh, helped with the community very cool and do you think you can like you did this as an introvert 
<laughs> you're talking to so many people or like you know so many it's different like it's still digitally right <laughs> at least i mean like you don't have to talk to them face <laughs> so like on messages it's easier like you just drop a message they will reply if they want to and uh, you know conversation can just end at any time if anyone is not feeling comfortable <laughs> so uh, i feel like uh, talking digitally is like such a gift for introverts because like you know you can just like write a message like that should you should be able to do that uh, but i understand there are people who would feel anxious about that also so i sympathize yeah <laughs> <laughs> so tell me uh, like you know about uh, i am going to talk a little bit about distribution of like toy faces is what i've seen and then we can talk about uh, toy rooms as well uh, you can enlighten us so you do that to there yeah there are three types of things you do one is open not, not they're not necessarily open edition but they're like multi edition 30 hmm. uh, toy faces and then there are one on ones which um like you know people can bid on and there are commissioned work right like so let's start with like multi editions what is your process how did you come up with it like you know it's priced cheaper uh, probably at a point 3 eth there are 30 editions and like you know multiple people can collect rahul was right here uh, i don't see him anymore but uh, he was wearing a ninja uh uh toy faces he had the dp for the spaces i think uh snow also mm-hmm. has collected some one of ones and I, yeah he's also commissioned right like so i have a couple of uh, multi edition so tell us like you know your uh, uh, thought process behind this sure so uh, see like when i started right uh, i was only doing single editions and uh, they were averagely around 3 eth and some were higher some there was like a lower thing also but like average it was 3 to 4 eth and um and that's obviously not accessible for a lot of people and uh, i could sense that there are like a lot of people who um, like wanted to own a toy face and uh, i think it was uh, the first multi edition i did was in collaboration with dead fellas where i noticed that you know the like uh, we did around 33 editions and uh, it was like an official collab and uh, uh, like that sold out and that was quite interesting to me that okay like at a accessible price there are a lot of people who are interested uh, uh, to collect my work and uh, multi edition was something because you know like i have been uh, uh i never thought of doing a 10k project matlab i decided not to do the 10k project so i was like but i still need something accessible right so multi edition was kind of a way to do that and uh, i tested the water a few times like first uh, it was the dead fellas but i wasn't sure like if it was toy faces or if it, uh, if it was just dead fellas like what worked there then i did like a ninja toy face and that instantly sold it was 21 editions and uh, i was like okay there is like clear demand for it uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't have done it if there wasn't a demand for it but um, i was like okay let's do another one and that's how like you know it was just like step by step uh, and then i realized it was kind of fun like you know people collecting uh, a ninja toy face then somebody collecting uh, a viking toy face and they have like their own clan kind of a thing and it was just including more people people within this uh, whole uh, like my collector base so uh, i did that and uh, uh, the reason i have done it through dms is because i was like first of all i will get to collect uh, so i will get to talk to all the collectors uh, on dms 
plus uh, that way nobody gets to collect uh, collect it twice and then list it instantly and uh, so that was the strategy it's it's a lot of work when i'm dropping because you know i have to kind of like make a private link and send it and everything uh, but uh, that way it has been really fun it has kind of been controlled and nobody ends up with multiple edition of the same artwork so uh, it it mostly started to make it like accessible and have more collectors and it's been quite interesting like uh, i'm really enjoying doing editions uh, there are some like uh, toy faces i feel like there has to be one on one so for india art fair i'm doing a, a bhagat singh toy face a gandhi toy face a kali toy face and a buddha toy face all of them are one on one uh but right after that i'm definitely going to do a multi edition yeah. nice very patriotic <laughs> so this is the first time i'm doing like indian toy faces because i've waited for a very long time to do them like it's been one year and most of them have like a global uh, appeal but i was like like i think now i can pull this off plus like with india art fair a lot of traditional art collectors were interested and everything so i thought like it's good time to like do like some uh, cultural like you know from our part of the world kind of toy faces yeah to ask about um these labels do you um think you get like i mean just just your opinion right like would you want to rather be called an artist or like people call you an indian artist or like you know just little bit about labels or like you have made very specific you you're calling yourself a visual artist. to make uh, like fungible toy just a little bit to hmm. get your take on uh see i like I, i've never cared a lot about like exactly what to call myself but it because i come from a design background background it took me a while to just call myself an artist uh apart from that like i've always felt uh nfts it has been such a global thing uh and uh, even for a lot of indian artist i feel like everybody currently is just looking at it as an indian artist where they should be just looking at it as an artist and kind of reach out to the global community uh i understand a lot of people think matlab it is hard but uh, you know like i have seen people only networking within the indian community or indian sphere whereas like obviously it's a global thing and there are like collectors all over the world uh so uh, like from day one only i uh, i had that mindset in fact like uh, i think it comes because i had like throughout my career i had a lot of clients from everywhere so i've never just worked with indian clients or just uh, worked with uh, clients from states it has been like clients from bali clients from australia uh, clients from europe or uh, like anywhere right so with nfts also it was the same approach i was just like kind of making stuff for everybody or uh, even networking with everybody uh, but uh, i think like since wazirx is like a very indian focused platform and lot of artists started from that platform i feel like they're a bit stuck with that mindset where it's like they're trying to only engage with the indian community and uh, definitely it's a global thing so people should reach out to more people outside the um, like you know that this part of the world yeah yeah what w- what are the like you know what are the like i just want like you know to reaffirm this like you know why should they do it like i, I want to 
Yeah. Sure. Like, so, you know, like when I started NFTs, there was like this, uh, won't name the artist, but like very big, uh, famous traditional artist. Uh, he reached out and, you know, he was just telling me that it took him years to like finally sell to a, like, uh, you know, on a global platform, uh, like traditional art. So uh, with NFTs, obviously, day one, the scope is like to sell it globally. And uh, that's what I kind of liked. And I think that's what is important, right? Like, I understand if you're creating something very like pop culture reference to like India specific, then uh, that might not work. But again, like just to cater something that works for everybody, uh, I think it will just like put you on a global platform platform uh, you will have access to like global collectors and everything so uh, that was like very conscious of me of picking toy faces that would just work for everybody like people who kind of matlab, you know everybody knows who Frida is Van Gogh is or a viking or a ninja so uh, I've always uh, kind of felt that I have to create with uh, things that um, is appealing to like um, on a global level uh, it's with India Art Fair, you know, where I just knew there would be a lot of Indian collectors so I can finally do this. Uh, and I really wanted to do it. Uh, but uh, again, like uh, like that artist, right, I could see like it was so hard for him. Like it took years of work, a really talented artist, but took years of work to be recognized globally. Whereas NFT on day one is enabling you to do that. But people for some reason are not able to grasp that. Yeah, also, I would quickly want to add my perspective to this is like, you know, uh, just traditionally we have like art has been a very proximity thing, right? Like, so what does that yeah. mean? It's like, you know, you sell uh, to wherever you can, right? Like if you live in like a Mumbai, Pune, uh, or Delhi, right? Like you can sell in that city, but uh, the prices you get accordingly. So if you're an artist from like a tier two, tier three city, not many art appreciative people right like so that's the difference right like now you're getting a platform to let let go of all these price constraints you have because of like you know where you live and ju just the same artist selling in Mumbai versus selling in New York will also get different kind of money because the taste and the standard of living and the value how much people give to art changes now you're at a place where like you know uh, you might be you might do the weirdest thing uh, you might make the weirdest art uh, in the world which none of your friends or people you know in real life like but like someone sitting in zambia or someone sitting in zimbabwe might love it and would buy all your art pieces right like so you have these niche communities which like you forget the proximity forget like you know oh i'm from this particular land and uh, mm -hmm. like find uh, like-minded people who like the same thing as you so this is my thoughts on that yeah absolutely like uh, i totally agree like uh, that's the thing like uh, it's always good to be like you know with multi edition I could see there are a lot of Indian collectors. Uh, I, I don't think they are like full out, full out collectors, but uh, they have been kind enough to collect my work uh, when it was at an accessible price. And that felt really good, right? Like people just appreciating like uh, like fellow Indian artists uh, collecting my artwork and all that. So uh, like I totally understand, you know, like uh, what's the need of like um, working locally, working globally and everything. But again, like with NFT, I just feel like it's a global platform so you have to have that in back
back of your mind when you are approaching it yeah awesome awesome so you were talking uh, i will make this quick guys if you have uh, if you are listening and enjoying this conversation please share across if you have question do request so like you know amrit can take a couple of questions and i just want to uh, talk about like you know your collaborations all the collaborations you have done are super interesting or like you know with super interesting people can you tell us a little bit about like you know how your collaboration started and like you know like do you think collaborations are important um and uh, like yeah just run us through all the collabs you have done yeah so sure. uh, yeah definitely like i love the uh, collaborative part of nfts it, it's like something i don't know i haven't heard a lot of in traditional art and uh and uh, i ended up collaborating with really, really interesting people i think like uh, one of the first ones uh, was like with kashish where uh he like he made uh, me making a toy face and that one uh, that uh, was such a nice collaboration it's still uh, like my favorite one and then uh, because like you know like as i mentioned i was talking to lerona who did the bo- uh, she did the boys collection like the one of the most famous collections out there so we had been talking uh, and uh, uh, one day like she asked uh, you know like if i want to collaborate and i was like super excited about it uh, that was such a big sale as well uh and uh there was a collaboration with pa- Pablo Stanley who uh, who did the robotos thing and uh the the way i know pablo is because like uh, he he's like uh, very well known for creating digital assets and when i first created toy faces he kind of reached out and uh, he bought them and just like uh, sent an appreciative email so i just knew him from that time and later on he joined nfts and then he did the roboto thing and uh, i think that was my biggest collaboration of like 100 edition so like primary sales were around 30 or something so um and uh, then there have been uh, well the collaborate uh, and then like lately a bv added like a collaborative commission thing where uh, kind of gifted uh, toy faces uh like art inspired by toy faces and i reached out to like 10 of my favorite artists and had so much fun with that as well and uh, yeah it's just like uh, i don't know like nobody should do nfts without collaborating at least a few times uh, this is the whole point like you know you see a lot of art like you see a lot of talent and you have to uh, reach out to them and uh, ask them for collaboration so i have like shamelessly dm'd all the artists i have liked uh, that if they want to do like a collaboration some of them have like worked out quite well and some of them like didn't work out or they didn't even reply and which is totally fine i understand and everybody is like really busy and dms are like very hard to even for me like you know it's very hard to uh, reply to each conversation uh, but even with crypto toads so that was a very interesting collaboration uh, i wasn't expecting that uh, i actually spoke to cool cats also for a collaboration but then they replied saying that my some of my toy faces are smoking and they cannot collaborate with me so that was pretty sad <laughs> and uh, yeah i mean like every time i see a good project like uh, pfp project i love to collaborate with them as well every time there is an artist where i feel like uh, especially they can complement my work because it has to make sense right like what they do what i do there has to be like a um, thing for like example if somebody is doing like a very realistic 3d stuff uh, or dark 3d stuff then it just won't work with toy faces so even if i really like their work i 
cannot collaborate at at least till i get an idea or till they get an idea so that's the thing and uh abhi i'm also like again talking to kashish uh, thinking of doing another collaboration with him and uh yeah it's just a lot of collaborations i've done over, over the like over one year and i'm sure i will be doing more that's awesome that's good to know um we'll take few questions uh, from people so we have sdr studio uh, with us uh, before before you guys ask question please uh, try to avoid telling like hey we are minting or this or that right like so genuine questions would be appreciated yep uh, sdr studio go for it hello 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 dheeraj for hosting this space and hello amrit sir i will Hi. call you sir <laughs> i i really liked you i actually i recently came across your work so i will tell like i will take 5 minutes nothing more than that so i recently came across your work and actually i was also getting started with the nft part so my friend suggested like you should uh, see this guy like he is doing really well in nfts so uh, my now question is so i have introduced my first skull planet nft so and i have chosen that skull because like uh, i have seen everybody was doing with something with the human character or something like that so i just thought to let's just take this skull and uh, make it like uh, like however i want so now what is uh, so anything of it is not sold yet but now what is happening is i'm not able to uh, like not able to uh, do the do further further creativity with this uh, thing i don't know what is happening uh, if if you can just check out uh, it will be really great like also yeah, you can dm yeah. me like uh, i think uh, like you can dm me your artwork i'll check it out yeah so now the now what is happening is i'm really getting miserable like what should i do like uh, will it work so like what how should i move forward that is my question uh, so see like without looking at the artwork it's a bit hard but sometimes what happens is like if a particular style or a particular character is not working out right uh, you could just uh, start again like you don't have to uh, like stick to that and i understand everything is on blockchain but you are always uh, allowed to start again and do another character or do something you resonate with okay okay, okay. uh okay yeah. i will try it i will try it definitely thank you for the yeah. question thanks thank you yeah no problem yeah. all the best <laughs> Hi guys, I'm the Vya. So I'm like uh, dropping my first NFT collection soon. So Amrit, I've been a huge fan of yours. I've loved all your works and like you know. Uh, so like you know, when I entered this space, I thought, okay, maybe I can ask your experience, like you know, uh, as a beginner in NFT space. So what are the tips that you'd share? Uh, is there something like you know, uh, a don'ts list that you have? uh don't list okay that's interesting so yeah definitely like don't uh, like mint every artwork from your wallet uh, that's something i have learned the hard way uh, and then 
uh, I would say like also like uh, pick your marketplaces, only stick to like the known ones. Uh, and uh, if you are reached out uh, for a PFP project, don't say yes instantly, check out and then say no. <laughs> but uh, like uh, just uh, in, like uh, in terms of uh, your artwork, I would say just take it uh, one artwork at a time or uh, like, so what are you working on? Like what kind of collection do you have? Okay, so my collection is basically I'm creating a water tribe. So it is a collection of 10 uh, wearable NFTs. Like, uh, you know, it is inspired from deep sea creatures and like, you know, uh, I have a lot of utilities planned for that. So, and uh, this NFT collection would be uh, like, you know, uh, people who mint this would have uh, access to the community that I'm building. Okay, got it. So yeah, like if see if you're working on a utility based uh, NFT, I would say like make sure you spend enough time explaining the utility. Also do some research if that is the kind of utility people are looking for, because like you know a lot of there is a lot of pressure around artists to come up with utility, and uh, sometimes a utility seems important in your head but uh, might not have a lot of audience for it. So I would say do that research, and uh, ask around people if they think that's a good utility you know just uh, don't be shy just dm people or reach out to them like asking them genuine questions about your project before launching it uh, plus like especially if you're doing a collection i would say like uh, work on the community before launching it talk about the collection enough uh, and again like if it's driven by a utility make sure that you people care about that utility it's exciting and uh, yeah <clears throat> Awesome. Sure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Ashutosh, you have a question? Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks, Abhid, for coming uh, on the Spaces today. So I have a different question. So uh, there's a thing called, you know, there's this going around in the in, in the NFT space a lot. It's called you know, the utility for a project. You know, the if you see these 10K projects or these PFE projects have, you know, so-called, uh, they've been giving so-called so quote-unquote utilities to their holders that, that it, it works very differently for, you know, let's say a one-on-one -on -one or like a single artist collection. So what are your thoughts on these quote-unquote utility thing? And like, do you feel the pressure of giving something uh, to your uh, collectors as such? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, the, honestly, all uh, all artists, especially all one-on-one -on -one artists because of PFP projects have been feeling that pressure and me having like a one-on-one -on -one collection which looks like a PFP, uh, definitely I get a few messages about what's the utility around it, right? So, uh, first of all, like, for me, it's just, as I mentioned, like, I think it's too early for me to come up with a utility. I'm all chill. I can just wait and see if there is a good utility, then I'll, uh, like, move ahead full speed but till then i'm just like not promising any utility and you're not even thinking about it uh most of the utility utilities around uh, out there are really boring and i don't think you know like uh, makes a lot, a lot of sense uh i think the only interesting utility i've seen would be like so i got an nft from premint uh which gives you access to like exclusive premiums and all that kind of stuff so that's a very utility based uh, nft even their nft looks like a pass that's all so i think that's one good utility i've seen or like there are like a few more examples but when it comes to one-on-one -on -one artist again being part of that artist journey is the real utility and uh i don't think people should 
could succumb to like just making up utilities uh, like you know like spending time with the artist or giving out prints i feel like those are pointless like uh, you don't really have to do them unless you really feel like doing them and uh, and uh, yeah I, I also feel like see right now web3 is very new lot of utilities you see are very web too like you know we will have events we will have this we will have that so i think utilities in web3 have to be very web3 oriented so like for example this prement thing right that is a web3 utility so uh, uh, i think that kind of utility only excites me right now uh, in terms of like doing something for my collectors uh, i have never made a promise i don't uh do like i've never airdropped uh, or like uh, even given away a toy face for free i don't think i'll be doing that uh, uh anytime soon or in the future uh but i have like uh, i did collaborate and commissioned a few artists and then kind of gifted uh, their artwork to the artist just because i thought it would be a fun community thing and uh, i really wanted to collaborate with these artists so that was one way i did it but i never thought of it as a utility it was just something i wanted to do for my collectors uh apart from then uh, apart from that uh, like somebody reached out to me saying oh but i why will i buy toy faces there's no utility and i was like yeah chill like you don't have to buy them but 5 minutes later betty from dead fellas message me saying that you know like 20 week i can give you 20 dead friends uh thing where people can mint dead friends like uh, 20 of your collectors so that ended up being a utility but again nothing was planned it was just you know on the go so like uh, i always like under promise or no promise at all and if there is something to deliver i deliver so uh, that's how i've been taking it and i like i do like you know feel like okay sometimes i think about utilities but if like nothing comes to mind i don't do anything yeah Uh, I just I think that's a great answer. Thank you. I just want to add, Amrit. Like you know, you did something which I I found interesting. Even though you say like, oh, no utility or this that. Like you know, you remember like when you were saying like you know you wanted to collab with like ten of your artists, and then you made all your collectors fill a form <laughs> and design something uh, like you know custom or like you know for that particular thing. That was super interesting. right like that even though it doesn't sound like a utility but like you know uh, i think it's quite uh, interesting what you did there so like the thing is like i come from a lot of client background okay <laughs> so the reason i never call out or point something is because i like don't want people to accept it uh, expect it the next time right so if like you know if if there is something i want to collaborate or if i have an idea i will do it but it's just i don't want anybody to collect my artwork thinking that they will get an airdrop from another artist doing a toy face so uh, that's why i kind of like uh, don't coin these terms as utilities or uh, anything it's just something like i have done for my collectors so and that's what like you know no promises around that uh, although like just because i'm really interested in the space i like love my collectors and things i want to do like that i'll do but i just don't want to coin these things yeah Awesome, awesome. So we have. Can we do Amrit? Um, can we do two more questions if that's okay with you? Ah, uh-huh, sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, cool. So let's go terabyte. Yeah. Thanks, Viraj. So yeah, Amrit, I just have a, sh- a short question for you. That what's that one thing you want to share with all the you know budding and upcoming artists who are yet to you know establish themselves in the industry? Specifically, I'm talking about the NFT industry. Ah. Uh, 
like one thing yeah i mean uh, see the biggest thing is about like uh, regarding like re marketing or uh, talking about your art it's 50% of the job so you have to suck it up and do it there is no way around it nobody is going to do it for you uh, if you don't do it it's not going to happen so uh, that's the one thing i have just like bluntly want to say it to any artist who's trying to do nfts there is no way around it you have to learn and you have to you can pick things you like you enjoy and you can do it do them consistently but uh, that's just the reality of it so with art you have to be able to talk about art or in a way you are comfortable with but you have to do it somehow yeah got it uh jug yo so okay so my question is okay so yeah first of all let me introduce myself i am also from a design background i've worked with ui ux teams and you know ad ad marketing etc so basically uh and uh, i had my own shop i still have my own shop selling t-shirts so uh i tried doing nfts plus physicals but they kind of flopped real bad but that's okay i sold two though uh okay so uh, the question for amrit is have, have you thought of doing toys irl like actual toys for your faces hmm so or do you plan to uh, do that yeah so uh, basically like uh, by the way when i had like uh, i started a t-shirt company it like totally tanked <laughs> but it was fun um <laughs> uh, and that's why i never like uh, wanted to do like a print utility with my nfts because it just doesn't make sense uh, but uh, talking about re- uh, real life toys i've been approached by a few like really big toy makers to do a toy fa- like a physical toy face it's interesting at some point i want to explore it but again like like i said you know i don't want people to think that everybody will get a physical toy face so i just need to think it through uh, probably will do a multi edition where like the collectors of that particular multi edition might get a physical uh, like physical toy face but uh, it like i need to plan that out uh, but definitely you know like a physical toy face would be really cool so i think that should be on the road map <laughs> the only thing that should be on the road map <laughs> alpha right here guys physical toy <laughs> possible just yes. one to start with <laughs> no more promises <laughs> nice nice uh melvin go for it hey hey hi amrit how are you hi melvin you had like a you didn't this last space i did was with you how can you have questions <laughs> <laughs> i always have questions you know like <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so the one question that i had is like um see uh, most of the artists now they are highly focused on their artwork their art quality and then they come to this nft space and they try to make a mark over here right but uh, how important it is to um uh, like understand this space or how important it is to learn this space for example i made a mistake uh, because uh, when i joined this nft space i didn't pay any attention to the collectible project you know like and uh, the cool cat price was very less <laughs> at that time and i didn't buy it because i thought like oh why should i buy it i need to focus on art and only one on one artwork and other stuff you know <laughs> but then later i realized like i made a huge mistake and then i started collecting collectibles as well and it becomes like a great advantage for me because i was able to flip some collectible project and i can make money 
so that i can collect other people's artwork as well you know so that is kind of like other source of income where we can become like uh, a decent collectors as well you know so uh, what are your thoughts about it you know like what yeah it's really important so the thing is like you know i have, like you see some like artists complaining about why people are buying pfp projects and why they are not buying one on ones from like real artists and what so whatever so uh, but the thing is like once you start collecting this uh, pfp projects right you really understand what's going on plus uh, i feel like the only way to uh, like it's really important to understand the space and pfps is obviously like a huge part of it so you like i think everybody should like to try to collect a like you know one project or two few projects and if you are really understand the pfp market there is like lot of money to be made as well so uh, uh, like i i feel like like every artist should definitely try all these things out but again i understand you know like that kind of confidence only comes after a few sales because Uh, like for me like i remember i started doing all this after like uh, after my four five sales then i started collecting you know that ape also was like my first uh, pfp project i collected so that kind of stuff happens once you have some ease to uh, like uh, you know like spend on stuff but uh, what happens is like once you start collecting right you really understand ki uh, the the reason lot of collectors collect only pfp projects and not not one on one is that that one on one is really hard to flip so if their goal is to make quick money or it's to make money and find a fun community they will go for a pfp project they won't go for a one on one but what happens with a lot of these collectors is like once they have made it some decent money with pfps they come back and collect one on ones because one on ones are obviously like better with art uh, then you want to support uh, artist's journey and it's just cool to collect one on ones so they do come back but you to really understand this whole cycle you actually have to collect for yourself and even collecting one on one from other artists you really understand a few things right like uh like the pricing of the artwork uh, and even like for example when i first started collecting there was this artist who was super talented but i could just see that they are not interested in nfts they just minted their artwork and they are not active anywhere i collected them but uh, you know after that i just thought like i don't want to collect artists who are not active within the space because then there is like no value only uh, you know like i just know that their journey at, at least uh, right now where i can see they won't do a lot in the nft space because they are not active so uh, i think that's how you realize that for your collectors you should seem that you are active you should seem like somebody who's in it for the long run because again like all one on ones very hard to flip unless the artist gets really popular right but that happens like that doesn't happen that often and it takes a lot of time so to kind of like uh, show that trust uh, like you know your collectors to trust you you have to show that okay you are in this space uh, for long term you are active you are doing shit so i think all these things comes from collect like once you start collecting you understand how collectors think so it's really important to do that plus you also understand a lot of trends and lot of ways to make money uh, like uh, honestly like uh, i have i have 
flipped a lot of PFPs, made some good money, even lost some, but overall it has balanced and I've been lucky with that. Uh, plus as an artist, right, once, you, uh, once you're in the community, it's actually not that hard to understand what projects are good, who, like, who are backing it up. And uh, that way you can just network also, right? So I think a lot of artists right now are struggling to understand how to network because okay, there is a limit to how much you can talk about your art only, right? And especially to a collector, like a client, may sometimes you finish that conversation. So you don't have other stuff to talk about too. Like, but if you are uh, like collecting a PFP project or interested in the space in general or the new products which are coming in, you just have like more to talk to, like more conversations and you're just more active in the space. So that really helps. So I feel like it's very important. A very good answer, Amrit. Like uh, you <laughs> really touch all the points that all the artists needs to focus on, you know, and that is very evident as well. Like I think uh, all the artists, you know, they should uh, start learning stuff. Uh, I mean, they should continue learning these things. So it's very exciting, you know. It's not just about our work and talking about work and selling our work. That should happen, and that will automatically happen, as you said. Like if you are in this space. But if you try to learn more about a single project or uh, new trends, what is happening, you know, then it's very exciting space. That's what I think about this particular space. And the the way the collectors collect things, right, that is also a new trend. Like, for example, if I want to uh, be part of a particular brand like Nike or Adidas or uh, want to collect a beautiful work from an artist i don't want to carry uh, the physical thing and put it in my house you know like instead i can just collect it in my wallet and i can travel with a small bag you know a small backpack so that is a kind of culture is also developing so i think all the artists are going to get good benefits uh, at a later stage this is like little bit early but once all of the people who makes good money in PFP projects, definitely they will invest on one-on-one artists as well. And that is happening uh, as well because we all are artists, right? Like when we, if we have money, we will collect more artwork. That is that simple. So uh, investing a little bit on PFP projects will help us to make some capital and invest on other artists as well and to build a beautiful ecosystem. And you are uh, being a very good example for that and uh, happy for doing this. Thanks, Amit. Oh, thank you, Melvin. Yeah, exactly. You know, like this will only push the whole ecosystem, especially from this part of the world. Like, you know, uh, if everybody is kind of interested in all aspects of Web3 and NFTs, uh, like apart from just, you know, putting artwork out, I obviously understand that's the priority for every artist. But um, like it gives you a whole lot of understanding about other things and you just might end up earning more as well. But no, it's not a financial advice. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. I think uh, great questions, a lot of perspective from a lot of different people. And Amrit, um, I think for this has been insightful for all of us, even me. Uh, to just understand things from both as a collector and an, as an artist perspective because like you know the space is ever growing things can be confusing people might know a few of these things but like you know they just need to hear again so I think you did a great job of uh, summing it up giving directionable steps to people and uh, it's quite cool right like so I just want to thank uh, Melvin Joe. SD, Rahul, Snow, Trupti, 
wafu scorsese c kd all you guys uh, yeah and there's lot of people right like uh, who have been here listening uh, and uh, sharing these spaces and being here on web3 with the we do these spaces every wednesday thursday friday uh, 10 30 pm ist and we get interesting guests from like different things in uh, web3 we get like you know people who are build- building layer 2 solutions they building domains we have artists like amrit and like you know a bunch of diverse uh, people i just want to thank uh, amrit for being here and sharing and doing this i know you don't do a lot of these spaces so i'm like glad uh, you did chose to do it with me Uh, thank you for having me this was fun like uh, all valid questions and uh, this was nice to share my journey yeah awesome and if you guys don't follow amrit uh, go and follow him if you don't follow me go and follow me as well or uh, you, you might find some nice funny memes or <laughs> what not or some educational content uh, just want to say thank you to ashutosh also for helping me do this and uh, guys if you learned anything do sh- let us know tag me tag amrit let us know what did you learn out of this space and uh, let your friends know that this happened thank you good night